You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network? One on one conversations with some of your favorite artists. Find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. What else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network? Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yeah. Sports Yeah. It's Sports Yeah. And away we go with episode 232 of the Sports Yak podcast. You mean the Steve Young episode? Steve Young. The former San Francisco 49ers quarterback, three-time Super Bowl champion, two-time NFL MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, seven-time Pro Bowler. He's in the Pro and College Football Hall of Fame, the pride of Brigham Young. He's Steve Young. 232 career touchdown passes. I think he might be the first athlete where I got a glimpse of, my, you're going to have some huge shoes to fill. Well, he followed Joe Montana. So, yeah, yeah, the gorilla was on his back, and he did just fine. (laughs) He did, didn't he? Is he a commentator now? Is that what he does? For ESPN. Your thoughts on his commentary work? I think he's pretty decent. I think he he plays it down the middle, and... and, uh, but isn't afraid to show a little temper sometimes when he disagrees with somebody. It, that's all right. I have no problem with that. Family Broadcasting Corporation. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way. It is. 
Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! Let's get into it. Let's start with baseball. Lucas Giolito was the star of the night last night. The Chicago White Sox have been playing very well, and Giolito kind of put Cherry on top of that Sunday, tossing a no-hitter at guaranteed rate field against the Pittsburgh Pirates, 4 nothing the final. Giolito goes the distance, striking out 13, walking only one. Uh, he had two very good defensive plays made behind him to preserve the no-hitter in the later innings. In the eighth, Tim Anderson, the shortstop, goes to his right or, or towards the hole, makes a nice backhanded stop, shows a good arm, and throws out a pirate. And then on the last out of the game, Adam Engel had to come running on and make about a knee-high catch. Uh, it was very uh, very reminiscent of a catch made in a Cubs no-hitter in 1960 by Don Caldwell was the pitcher, I believe, in that one. But Engel comes on, makes the catch, and Giolito becomes the 19th White Sox pitcher to throw a no-hitter. He's been very sharp in his last two outings. He's thrown back-to-back shutouts, and uh, I think he struck out more than 10 batters in each of those starts, too. So... Very impressive by Giolito, and and the White Sox have been playing excellent ball for Ricky Renteria. They went into Wrigley over the weekend, won two out of three, just clubbed Cubs pitching. 11 home runs in that series. Jose Abreu was virtually unstoppable for the Cubs. Um, Luis Robert had a couple of home runs. It's a very entertaining ball club they have right now on the south side. Well, let's get in an Uber and head to the north side. The north siders are still in first place by three games over St. Louis, but I think that is a product of the fact that the National League Central is just hot garbage. It's just awful, and uh, the Cubs have benefited from that because they've only won five out of their last 13. Last night, Tyler Chatwood came off the injured list to rejoin the Cubs' rotation, and he stunk. He looked more like the Tyler Chatwood that we were used to seeing before 2020 in a Cubs uniform, which wasn't very good. Couldn't get the ball over the plate. Gave up a couple early runs. Jose Quintana came in and stemmed the tide for a while, but then Jonathan Scope of the Tigers hits a grand slam in the sixth, and that was your ball game. Tigers beat the Cubs last night 7-1. to one. So the Cubs have really been scuffling at the plate. I would really like to see them try to take the ball the other way now and then. Uh, Javi Baez did that the other night and hit a home run. I've, I've seen uh, Schwarber get a double down the line going the other way. But it seems like every Cub hitter that goes up there is trying to pull a home run. And I realize that's kind of 2020 baseball, but there has to be some situational hitting at some point. Cubs have left a lot of men on base and just haven't been able to come up with some clutch hits as of late. Where are we at in the season right now? Today marks the midpoint for Halfway. the Cubs. Halfway. Halfway. Okay. Um, so, yes, they're sitting pretty, and they're on this road trip where they, they play some bottom feeders like the Tigers and the Pirates, but you have to win those games. And so the Cubs tonight, I think, is an important game for them. They can't go up to Detroit and play a team that has been as abysmal as the Tigers have been and lose two out of three. That's just not going to get it done. Chuck, put on your manager's hat. You're David Ross, and there are 30 games to go. What do you tell these guys? Well, we're we're halfway there, but we've got a lot of work to do. Three-game lead means absolutely nothing. 
just go out there and, and try to go 1-0 and every day. And I think that's the attitude they try to take. They, I think they're a team that doesn't really dwell on losing streaks or losses all that much. I think there is a little bit of a mental game going on right now with Rizzo and Baez. They've both been in slumps, and you can kind of see it starting to wear on them somewhat. A lot of people thought Javi's two-home run game on Monday night had snapped him out of the slump, but he looked bad last night, and he is just hes taking a lot of called third strikes this year, I've noticed, and the other problem he has right now, and it's been a problem of his ever since he came up to the big leagues, is he usually can't figure out the breaking ball. Hmm. You can follow Chuck on Twitter at 46sports if you just can't get enough of this podcast. He is on there what seems like 24-7. Seems like that to me, too, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> might might have to take more of a break on the old Twitter machine, but there's just been news popping all the time, and yesterday some of it came from the NFL with the Detroit Lions who decided not to have a practice. Uh, I was reading up on this this morning. Apparently, obviously, we all know about the police-involved shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin earlier this week. Uh, that has left a young man reportedly paralyzed. And many of the Lions players came into the practice facility yesterday talking about that. And the discussions went on and on. And Matt Patricia, the head coach of the Lions, just decided, you know, guys, let's let's talk this all out. Let's take some time and let you air kind of what you're thinking, things like that. And basically they decided it wasn't possible to focus on football yesterday with all the emotion and feelings that players were feeling uh, about another black man uh, being shot by police. And again, we, we try to avoid the, the political on this show as much as possible, but it's clearly a situation that's affecting tons of people in this country. Uh, the cry went out last night for more racial unity. Uh, but we continue to see situations where blacks are shot by police. Now, are they shot in greater numbers than whites? Well, on a percentage-wise, yes. Uh, not on the raw data. And... You, you can go back and forth on this issue, but it's clearly a situation where the Lions black players conveyed to their white teammates that they, too, deal with these kind of fears every day. One player uh, said that his mom calls him every day to make sure that he got home safely. And, and you don't think of this happening for NFL players, but it's a reality in their world. Taylor Decker, who is a former player at the University of Michigan, who now is a lineman for the Lions, mentioned that, you know, he drives a, an out-of-state plate. He realized the registration was off on it the other day, and he was driving to the BMV. But at no point in his drive did he feel that he was unsafe or like he was going to get pulled over and abused. But he's white. And for an African-American player, that might be different. So the Lions are hoping that they can be a catalyst in that city for social justice and for change. And, and obviously, they are not the only athletes to speak out on this. Uh, this has been a, a cause celeb in the NBA, in the WNBA, uh, 
throughout the NFL, and different players have different approaches that they take, but it it's if of great concern not only in our world but particularly in our athletic community. College football. Let me get on my soapbox here a little oh, bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there was a tweet from Florida State Media yesterday. I saw this. About how wonderful it's been down there. Uh, they've talked to 41 players. They've talked to every assistant coach. They've talked to the coordinators multiple times. They've had access. They've talked to the new head coach, Mike Novell, uh, 16 times. Some have returned for camp. And I posted, I, I uh, copied that tweet and then posted above it. A retweet with a comment. A retweet with a comment. Yes, thank you for giving me the proper technical term. Retweeted with a comment that Notre Dame has not had a single player speak to the media since they returned this summer. Uh, Further research tells me that, honestly, the last time a Notre Dame player spoke to the media was after the Camping World Bowl on December 29th. Um, By the way, Iowa State lost that game. They had five players speak to the media. Notre Dame won that game, and they had two players speak to the media that day. That's the last. We have not heard from a Notre Dame football player in the year 2020. The last time we heard from the head coach was eight days ago in a Zoom press conference where uh, some questions are asked and some aren't. Your questions are screened. And I just don't... they're not working on the Manhattan Project over there, okay? This is a football team. If you want, if you're sitting there saying, we've got great players, we want their stories to get out, then make them available instead of relying on your own digital media to do it. There are plenty of good writers around here, plenty of good reporters, and I'm not sure what they're scared of. I, every other sports organization seems to know how to put their players in front of a Zoom camera. But it's not happening right now at Notre Dame, and it it just mystifies me as to why. Who has ultimate say in players well, that, talking? That, that's, coach, that's or a real good director. question. Yeah. That's a real good question. Anyway, on the high school front, preparing for Marion and Knox on Friday night. At least that's a game that's scheduled here at nine nineteen in the morning on Wednesday. Marion ranked number two in the AP poll this week after a scintillating 44-43 win over Mishawaka on Friday night. The Knights rallied and scored a touchdown with six seconds left and then went for two. Quarterback Maddox Begonia-Bright is trying to go on an option play and trying to run the ball into the end zone. He runs into two defenders stops and throws a little pass to his receiver, Kyrell Franklin, who's open in the back of the end zone. And the Knights win it 44-43 for their first win over Mishawaka in the last nine tries. And so Mishawaka was a highly regarded team, still is, in Class 5A. Marion in 3A getting that win on the road impressed a lot of the voters, and they moved up to number two in the polls this week. rest of the polls... You see uh, Warsaw is 10th in the coaches' poll in 6A. 
They got a win at Huntington North last week. Bart Curtis's team will face a strong challenge from Michigan City coming in to Fisher Field this weekend. 5A, Valparaiso is number one in the coaches' poll, number two in the AP poll. They picked up a 17-16 win over Penn last Saturday. The Vikings getting a field goal from Liam Shepard from 37 yards out. Shepard's grandfather had died on Wednesday. He dedicated the kick and the win to his grandfather. Um, Beautiful story there, although not if you're a Penn fan because you saw a 16-7 lead in the fourth quarter go by the boards. Also in 5A, Michigan City now ranked number 8 in the AP poll. Concord is ranked number 10 in the coaches' poll. They'll start their season this Friday night going over to Jimtown to play for the Cable Line Cup. Remember, all those Elkhart County teams did not get to play last week because the health department held off competitions in Elkhart for everything other than girls' golf until Monday. Uh, Meanwhile, you take a look at 4A. You sit there, you've got New Prairie at number 6. They started with a 14-0 win over Laporte to debut the Casey McKim era with the Cougars. Northwood, another one of the Elkhart County teams that sat uh, ranked ninth or 10th, depending on the poll. They've got a big challenge this week, taking on East Noble at Andrews Field. East Noble looked very impressive, shutting out Plymouth last week. So a lot of action over the weekend that we didn't really get a chance to talk about. Uh, the The two best games, obviously, were that Marion-Mishawaka game and the Penn-Valparaiso game. What's happened between week one and week two, the adjustments you've had to make or will make as a broadcaster? Well, in week one, uh, our sideline reporter and photographer were booted out of the game at school field uh, because the South Bend schools did not want them on the sidelines. I am still trying to find out from the South Bend schools if the end zone is an acceptable place for them to be or they have to be in the stands because um, one's easier than the other. If, If we're in the end zone, at least uh, we can do our job from there. Uh, if it's in the stands, that makes it really tough for the camera guy with the cables that he's got to carry and for our quote-unquote sideline reporter to do their job. So, so is that media across the board? So I'm told. So I'm told. Um, other than that, you know, we'll make some slight adjustments in our routine, but nothing I think that will uh, be noticed by the viewer. Okay. Knox, Marion. Friday night. Friday night. What time? 7.30 kickoff. It'll be available on Facebook, YouTube, and the IHSA Champions Network. And, of course, TV 46 has it for you Friday night at 11 and Saturday morning at 9. All right. NBA last night. Jamal Murray scores 42. Denver stays alive in series with Utah. That's been quite the battle between Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray in that series. Uh, You may recall on Sunday, Mitchell scored 51, Murray scored 50, and the Jazz came away with a two-point win. Uh, Also last night, boy, the Clippers just absolutely blow out Dallas, uh, winning by 40. And so the Clips now have a 3-2 lead in that series. Everybody was raving about Luka Doncic's performance on Sunday in that game. 42 points, including the game-winning step-back three to keep Dallas alive. But now the Clippers kind of trying to assert control in that series, leading that three games to two. 
The Pacers have been eliminated from the NBA playoffs, which they're really good at having happen to them in the first round. And Indiana was swept by the Heat. And so they have now lost nine consecutive playoff games, and yet Nate McMillan got a contract extension before the playoffs ended. I'm not sure what the front office was doing there. Not sure why you ever give a coach a contract extension in the middle of a season. Didn't uh, someone get let go in the last couple days? Brent Brown uh, was released by the Philadelphia 76ers after seven years as the head coach. The Sixers were swept by Boston in the playoffs. A lot of people felt like his voice was no longer being listened to in the locker room. Sixers general managers Elton Brand, the former Chicago Bull, and Brand wants to keep their young stars, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, together. After that, I think every spot on that roster might be available. The NBA Defensive Player of the Year, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes, I know he's a a favorite of yours. He is. In fact, I've written a song, Chuck. Please don't. It's a a song. I'm begging you. As a tribute to him, and I think as Defensive Player of the Year, he deserves at least one full chorus. No. No, he doesn't. Antetokounmpo. Okay, that's enough. Antetokounmpo. No, really, that's enough. No, 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 no. You de- when I say that's enough, that's that's enough. Ante- Quick shot of hockey, and let's wrap it up, Chuck. Vegas and Vancouver continued their series. Canucks got the win last night, so that series even at one. Tampa Bay beat Boston last night. That series even at one. Blackhawks and the Red Wings are still done for the year. As we record this, as of right now, Marion and Knox. As of right now, but it's Wednesday, and last Wednesday when we recorded the Yak, talking about LaVille and Bremen, well, that wasn't the game that we did. So (laughs) I'm just, I'm hypersensitive to these things right now. By the way, one other high school note. Uh, to put in there, and this is not football, this is girls' golf, and we don't talk high school girls' golf much on the yak, but a very notable accomplishment by Concord, and quite frankly by Northwood last night. Concord beat Northwood 171 to 177. Northwood had won 57 consecutive matches in the Northern Lakes Conference. That's nine consecutive years that they had managed to go through the conference without losing a dual match. Concord got the best of them last night, and kudos to Adam Yoder, the Northwood coach. He went and shake the hand of every one of the Concord players and coaches after that one, uh, congratulating them on the accomplishment. You're on the uh, Twitter, is that right? Uh, we've noted that already, but yes, I am at 46 Sports. Sometimes people fast forward right to the end just to hear this part. Oh, do they? Well, that might be a good decision today. <laughs> That's going to be a best of. Come on. Best of what? That that dramatic pause at about the 15-second, 15-minute moment, that was, oh, the thoughts were swirling. There were a lot of thoughts swirling, yeah. (laughs) Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, Yak fans. Oogaluka, Steve Young. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. Sports Yak is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. The Sports Yak Podcast with Chuck Freebie and Corey Mann. 
subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit the archives for previous coach and athlete interviews. Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.